spoke to me. This is the first of five times that Joseph weeps. So he wept because all the brothers that were against him at the time felt remorse and guilt. And he also found out that the oldest brother was trying to protect him. So as Joseph heard them, he realized his prayers had been answered. The passage of time could not dull the memory of their sin against their brother. Even us, okay, the truth. If you had any sin you did in the past, it'll come up. But we deal with it, right? We get somebody to give it to you. So they still couldn't get rid of the guilt. So their confession deeply moved Yosef. And he was so overcome with emotion that he had to be. I mean, I'm, 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 like, I'm a crybaby too. I know that. I mean, every time, you know, this things happen, even, uh, even at Thanksgiving. So, you know, all our family and whoever, uh, everybody there is safe. So everybody go around and say what they're thankful for. And, you know, it's just an awesome thing to yell people love Jesus. And God gives us opportunities. And that was a word that Shabri had shared. She was so thankful for the opportunity to be in Hawaii. And I was shocked. I was like, wow, you know the word opportunity? Awesome word. That was awesome, man. Loved it. So he moved in and he cried and he came back to them. In the second half of 24B, it says, He took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. Before your very eyes, I'm going to bound Simeon. So by doing this in front of them, they got the point. What was the point? As they watched Simeon, not Simeon, Simeon, you know why we had we had Cinnabons last night. <laughs> and then had one left this morning. I was like, oh, who's going to grab that last one? I came home and it was still there. So it's, it's probably still there. So as they watched Simeon, I mean, Simeon get arrested and bound, they got the message that Yosef was pretty serious about this whole situation. So Yosef picked the second oldest brother to stay in prison. At this point, he was probably now viewed as the one most responsible for selling yourself into slavery. So God's judgment is righteous, yeah? So he don't keep the one that's supposed to be there, in there. <laughs> so now Joseph will talk to his uh, servants in verse 25. Then Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain and to restore every man's money in his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. And thus it was done for them. So although they didn't recognize Yosef, he spoke harshly to them and punished them. Nevertheless, his judgments were tempered with mercy and grace. And I see love in them. So Joseph did not want his brothers to perish. They were in a strange land and he ministered to their needs. So they did three things. They filled up the vessels with grain, put the money back in the sack, like a little bit below the top so they wouldn't find it right away. And then they were giving food to make it back on their journey. It's about 250 miles. Some say it took them about a week and a half to three weeks to get back 
actually see that. So now they're loading the donkeys and now they're headed home with some food supplies. In verse 26, so they loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed from there. So as they're going and they make a pit stop, verse 27, as one of them opened his sack to give his donkey food at the lodging place, he saw his money. And behold, it was in the mouth of the sack. So he opened the sack and he put took a little grain for the donkey and he's like, whoa, my money. How did I have been happy? Yes, sir. They were scared. At this point, it was just one of the nine brothers who found his money in the sack. So verse 28 says, And he said to the other brothers, My money has been returned, and behold, it is even in my sack. And their hearts sank, and they turned trembling to one another, saying, What is that? What is that God has done to us? Oh my gosh, they're going to come and chase us. So they reached home, and boy, did they have a story to tell their dad. And they're going to end up giving him a very detailed report in verse 29. It says, when they came home to their father Yaakov in the land of Canaan, they told him all that had happened to them, saying, the man, the Adonai, the Adonai of the land, Yosef, spoke harshly with us, and he took us as spies of the country. Verse 31, but we said to him, we are honest men. We are not spies. We are 12 brothers, sons of our father. One is no longer alive, and the youngest is with our father today in the land of Canaan. Kind of unreal, huh? One brother, Dale. And Rehoshaphat and Benjamin didn't look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't actually see, and then they couldn't tell that that was. Yeah, they didn't go and check either. Yeah, no, they couldn't. So, so Yaakov, the dad, is listening to the star like, Why did he ever bring up Benjamin? Why did he even say I have a young boy at home? Why? Why do you have to bring the information? Because you're honest man. Right, this guy is giving the dad some party. So the man, Ha'ish, Atah Ha'ish, the Lord, the Adonai of the land, Ha'aretz, said to us, By this I will know that you are honest man. Leave one of your brothers with me and take grain for the famine of your households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me, that I may know that you are spies. That you are not spies, but honest men. And I will give your brother to you, and you may trade in the land. So verse 35. Now it came about, as they were entering their sacks, that behold, the other nine brothers, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were dismayed. Like, oh, hey. I don't know how to do. Something is not right. But we can see, we can see how Yaakov, Jacob, his faith is, man, pretty bad. There is like nothing like God cannot be even seen in any of this. Right? He's looking at all the problems, but the Lord is trying to bless them. We can't even see that. Sometimes we're like that, right? We're getting blessed, but we can't even see that. We're so stuck in the world and we don't know what's going on, but the Lord is trying to tell you, I want to bless you. But you're looking at all the problems instead of the blessing. There's a blessing in the storm that our sisters used to see. So he knew they would panic right with all the money. They're like, Joseph knew. But he also knew it would further awaken their consciences. They would be both puzzled 
Huh? I'll be like, yes, sir, I can buy more green. But they was terrified by it. They knew that it wouldn't look good for them. So in verse 36, Yahweh is like, oh, my son, I tell you. Their father, Yahweh, said to them, you have bereaved me of my children. Yosef is no more. Simeon is no more. And you would take Benjamin? Benjamin? All these things are against me. So Yahweh's faith in Adonai is very shaky. Actually, he's lacking in trust. Yeah? That's one thing that Joseph, again, has never seen. is one lacking in faith. So he's saying, all these things are against me. Jacob does not want to risk losing Benjamin too. Then Reuben spoke to his father saying, You may put my two sons to death if I do not bring him back to you. Put him in my care and I will return him to you. Guaranteed. Guaranteed I will bring him back. So Reuben made his dad an offer. Kill my two sons if I don't bring uh, Benjamin back. Reuben knows his dad wouldn't really kill his two grandchildren. <laughs> Reuben was reassuring Jacob that he will return with Benjamin at any cost. Really? What happened to Joseph? <laughs> what happened to Simeon? You're giving me this uh, empty words right now. Sometimes we can give empty words where we can tell people our life is all hammer jam and you tell them, oh yeah, do this. You know, like overweight people telling people, ah, you should go to the gym and work out. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you should eat salad. You know what I mean? You gotta try it. You know, be healthy. You know? yeah. The words end up empty. And that's what these words are to Jacob. They failed with Joseph, Joseph and they failed with Simeon. And he's pretty much begging that they won't fail with Benjamin. So Reuben adds, deliver him into my hand and I will bring him to you again. So Reuben once again took on the responsibility of the firstborn. So the brothers wanted to return to Egypt immediately in order to rescue Simeon. So it'll probably be about a month and a half before they come back to Simeon. But Jacob said, my son shall not go down with you for his brother is dead and he alone is left. So what is, uh, Joseph, his brother, is dead. He emphasizes the fact that Joseph and Benjamin are 100% blood brothers, and only Benjamin is left. Meaning he is the only surviving son of his favorite, favorite wife, Rachel. And he says in the latter part of verse 38, if harm should befall him on the journey you are taking, then you will bring my gray-haired dog Hashibo in song. So Jacob in this passage clearly anticipated going to Shibo soon. The place where, they, where the fathers were gathered. So again, the plan of Adonai to this whole series of uh, what kind of events? A serial Anyway, to all of these events, Adonai was to get all the promises lying from Canaan, being sinful, and then all the people, all the uh, promise line getting um, in, influence from the culture, and separate them from all the nations so that the seed line 
will not get any more corrupt than it already is. So in all of this, what is it? You look at Jacob. There's a blessing, but all he can see is the problem. All he can see is a, a sword coming against him. Adonai has a higher purpose for all of our eternal futures. And he prepares us for it through life's trials. So the half-brother of Jesus counsels us when he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So when you think that all of these bad things that are coming upon you is bad karma, think again. Because God uses trials to mature us in the faith. And that we might be able to stand in the day. Let us pray. Father God, we have heard your word. And we can see in the midst of judgment, Lord, there is still love, Lord, and grace and mercy. And we thank you that you've shown that unto us. Father, we just thank you for um, all the ohana that came back, Lord. You know. Allah Island. Thank you for keeping all of them safe. And we continue to pray for those who are not here. And we lift up the family, Lord, of that uh, that boy that was shot, Lord, in uh, my camp four. And it was a funeral tonight, Lord. So we pray for the comfort of the family. We also pray for Marita, Lord. She's going to undergo um, major surgery, Lord, on the 17th. So we ask for your your wisdom for the doctors. And we ask that the recovery might be speedy and that the pain might be minimal. And we pray for um, all those sick among us, Lord. You are the healer, Lord. You are your own. Lord, we need you, Lord, in, in every aspect of our lives. So, Lord, as we, um, as we prepare our hearts to receive the bread and the cup, let us be mindful of the things that you went through to do that, Lord. Putting on flesh, being born, being chastised. The most perfect person chastised for our behalf. Mahalo for loving us. We love you, Lord. In Yeshua's name, and we all say, Amen. Amen. David, what is uh, my gray hair down to my sheep in sorrow?